Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it's Crossover Thursday, and I'm excited to be joined by Cody Davis, one of the hosts of Locked On Texans. we got a lot to dive into. Who are the Houston Texans this year? We're going to get a great breakdown from Cody. Also, how do the Titans stop rookie running back Damian Pierce will talk the big matchups in this game. And then finally, Cody and I will both give our game and score prediction. Excited to dive into this matchup on a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's crossover Thursday. We have an AFC South matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Excited to get into it. I am host of Locked On Titans, Tyler Rowland here with one of the hosts of Locked On Texans, Cody Davis. And crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. It's just you. Versus the projections available. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will too. First-time users can even receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when they use promo code LOCKED. On. That's prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Promo code locked on. But Cody, we have a big matchup to get into here. I know that the Texans may not be uh, doing their best record wise, but you know, as I know, <laughs> the Titans and Texans always play close games. And there are definitely some redeeming qualities to both teams, despite some sluggish football at times. But getting into the biggest storyline. For the Titans and the Texans going into this matchup, really, for me, obviously a blank slate to tell us what the biggest storyline with the Texans are, but I just wanted to weave a question in here. Who are the 2022 (laughs) Houston Texans? I see good and I see a lot of bad. The 2022 Houston Texans are a mixture of a competitive team, Mm -hmm. a young team, a more promising team for the future, but at the same time, a bad team. (laughs) Let's just (laughs) say that. And look, you know, it's been somewhat of a roller coaster of a ride. ride. And I think all the adjectives that I just used is the perfect example. I mean, um, Tyler, you know, it. you've been watching the Houston Texans over the last three seasons and you know how bad the Texans um, rushing attack has been. Now we got Damian Pearson. He seems like he's on a trajectory to one day becoming one of the, if not the best running back in the game. And he is already carrying so much of the burden 
on the offensive side of the ball. Then you take a look at the defense. Once again, Tyler, you have seen it. The Houston Texans secondary right. has been one of the worst in the league. You mm-hmm. add in Jalen Petrie, you add in right. Derek Stanley Jr., and mm-hmm. now it seems like that is part of the reason why we are starting to see the Texans defense, at least in the secondary, starts to trend in the right direction. When you take a look at other young players like a Nico Collins, when you take a look at other young players like a Christian Harris, by the way, before we jumped on this podcast, news just broke that um, Kama Gruje Hill asked for his release. The Houston Texans granted it. And I'm not surprised because early on in the week, we heard from Lovey Smith and Lovey, Lovey Smith said after Harris's debut on Sunday against the um, Las Vegas Raiders, They Mm -hmm. want to give Christian Harris more responsibilities, more snaps. We saw him take a couple snaps away from Kamu Gruje Hill on Sunday. I say all that just to say, even in his debut, he looked decent. And everything looked promising for the future. But as of right Mm -hmm. now, when we we walk into week eight of the regular season with a 1-4-1 record, and the fact that the Texans have lost a lot of their games by one score or no more than two scores, you know, it shows that they are competitive. But at the same time, there are still a lot of holes to try to fill as you move on throughout the rest of the 2022 campaign. Yeah, and it's funny, a Titans fan should remember uh, Kamu Grugier-Hill. He got the interception <laughs> on Ryan Tannehill yes, last sir. year in the red zone. So he, that was actually something when I saw that right before we came on. I thought that is interesting because he's had some real success against the Titans. And, of course, for the Titans, the biggest storyline with them right now has to be the health of starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill mm. took a pretty nasty hit in the game against the Colts. He rolled his ankle, said it was a sprained ankle uh, at his press conference on Wednesday. He was listed as a DNP for practice on Wednesday with that ankle injury. Right now, it depends on who you talk to. You talk to a Titans fan, they'll, they'll tell you how tough Ryan Tannehill is, how he's been able to start 49 straight games, a record for this franchise, how he always plays as tough as anybody, regardless of what position they play on this team. But if you look at Vegas, this game opened at about five and a half points with the Titans as the favorites. It's down to only two. I think there is some thought around the league and some whispers around the league right now that Ryan Tannehill may not be able to play in this game. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the veteran gutted it out and went out there with a run game heavy game plan. But there is a slight chance that we get the rookie Malik Willis In this game, I think no matter what happens, whether it's a banged-up Tannehill or it's a rookie Malik Willis, you're going to have an incredibly run-heavy attack. It's going to be led by Derrick Henry, who might as well say it now. The last three contests against Houston, Derrick Henry has averaged 224 (laughs) yards and two-plus touchdowns. So Derrick Henry has made a lot of money running the ball against the Houston Texans. And with the state of the Titans offense, with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, one of the worst passing attacks in the NFL, if not the worst, they were going to have to run the ball anyway to win games in any matchup. But against Houston here with the banged up Ryan Tannehill, whether he plays or not, or it's Malik Willis, they're going to have to run the ball. So whether Tannehill plays is the biggest storyline. But um, I, I think the the secondary storyline is if Tannehill doesn't play Malik Willis, hmm. that will be one of the biggest storylines of the entire NFL weekend. 
Yeah, and when you take a look at the biggest storyline here with the Houston Texans, um, the biggest storyline is who's going to step up with this wide receiving core? Because, right. look, second-year prospect, Nico Collins, as I just mentioned, promising young player. You know, everything looks good for the future. Nico Collins started off the season really, really good. But unfortunately, right. as of right now, um, he's not going to be able to play on Sunday's game because he is battling with a groin injury. Okay, now... <laughs> Who has been the Houston Texans' number one wide receiver over the last two and a half years? Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. And as of right now, I think it's safe to say that Brandon Cooks' career with the Houston Texans is over. It um, looks like it. Throughout this, uh, over the last couple of days, Brandon Cooks has been on social media, like in posts talking about his trade value. Like in yeah. posts talking about, uh, you know, which team can actually use his services. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a type of reporter who reads too much into the whole social media stuff, but we all know that there's something behind it. I did not start getting red flags on whether or not Brandon Cooks is going to be here or not until Wednesday. Um, every single Wednesday, ever since he's been here, Brandon Cooks always speaks to the media. You know, when he right. first got here was... It was Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks. You know, last year was uh, it was it was David Cully, um, Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cooks. This year is Lovey Smith, Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks has always been there. Um, and yeah, and Wednesday wasn't the first day that he took a veteran day. The Houston Texans normally let him take a veteran day, but even when he takes veteran days, he still is around the team. You still right. see him on the sideline. He still addresses the media if it's his day for an availability. But on Wednesday, they say Brandon Cooks had a veteran day at first and he wasn't around the team. Then when it was time for his media availability, um, a spokesperson came in and said that uh, Brandon Cooks was lifting weights. But once again, they said he was taking a veteran day and he wasn't around the team. So it's like, hmm, what is going on here? Yeah. I say all that just to say if they don't end up trading Brandon Cooks, um, before Sunday's matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't want to speak too soon, but I do not expect him to play. It seemed like, you know, behind closed door, they'll probably, you know, let him stay away from the team, stay away yeah. from the organization until they try to um, find something out. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint of if Nico Collins is out due to injury and if Brandon Cooks does not play, Where's the offense going to come from on the wide receiving core? I mean, you take a look at Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. Both of those guys are, are one and two in terms mm -hmm. of the top receivers and receiving yards. And the next closest receiver is Jordan Akins, and that's a tight end. I so, yeah. you know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the Houston Texans move the ball with their passing attack. Um, right. and, I, and it's probably going to be another game where we just see them run Damian Pierce down to the ground. Right, and, you know, if you look at the Titans' defensive stats, that might actually play into the Titans' hand. But we'll talk about matchups in this game that we are going to be paying attention to before we get into it. Do want to tell you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Listen, I'm not lying to you guys. I love my Bird Dog shorts. Like, they are so, so comfortable. It's like uh, cute little Charmin bears rubbing against my thighs. It's like that, that comfy little bear family taking care of me. And not only that. But I wore my bird dog's joggers to play golf over the weekend. The best fall golf pants you are going to find. I didn't play like Tiger Woods, but I sure felt like I looked like him. Not only that, but bird dogs now has 
sweatpants. They are incredibly comfortable as well. So make sure that you guys go to birddogs.com right now. Enter the promo code locked on, and they're going to throw in a free Bird Dogs rope pat. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, free Bird Dogs rope pat with your pair of Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you. Also, do want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Look, whether you're looking to pop the question, you have a milestone to celebrate, or you just want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help make your celebration even more memorable. The original online jeweler, Blue Nile, offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't know a dang thing about jewelry. And if you're like me, then Blue Nile is perfect for you because they have experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone. You could just chat if you prefer that, but they're there to make sure that you get the most memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use the code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E. N-I-L, BlueNile.com, code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code locked on. We are back for the matchup portion of this crossover Thursday. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans here with Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. Make sure that you make Locked On Titans and Locked On Texans your first listen every day. It's your team every day, Monday through Friday, for free on all platforms. But as for your second listen... Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. It's all the biggest stories and all the biggest sports in under 25 minutes every single day, free and available on all platforms. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. But, Cody, it's time to get into our matchups after we talked biggest storylines. For you, what is a, a matchup that you're looking forward to in this game between the Titans and Texans? Derrick Henry versus the Houston Texans run defense, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Tyler, yeah. you already talked about it. This is a guy that has recorded not one, not two, but three <laughs> games where he had over 200 yards on the Wild. ground. The last time the Texans squared off against the Tennessee Titans when Derrick Henry was on the field because due to the foot injury, he did not play against the Texans last year. This is a man on January 10th, 2021, which by the way, was the Sean Watson's last game with the organization. Derrick Henry recorded 250 yards with two (laughs) touchdowns. And it's sad to say, but here we are once again. And the Houston Texans once again, are is a team that cannot stop the run they have given up 161 yards to jonathan taylor they have given up 157 yards to khalil herbert and just last sunday they gave up 143 yards to josh 
Jacob. And when I look at the um, opposite side of the line of scrimmage, you know, early on in the season, of course, you could attest to this as well. You know, it right. seemed like Derrick Henry might have lost a step or two because what he mm -hmm. started the season averaging what about 70 to 80 yards on the ground. He so was it's a like, little rusty early. Mm -hmm. that, there's no lie that the offensive line isn't great, but he was a little rusty too. Yeah, and now over the last three games, he has eclipsed over 100 yards, not one, not two, but three times. And I'm pretty sure on Sunday it's going to be a fourth. So, you know, the, the small hope or any hope that the Texans have for winning this game is going to be whether or not they can actually stop the run. Yeah, I think that's that's obviously the, the biggest matchup to watch there. And like I mentioned earlier, Derrick Henry's success, the Texans are the worst run defense in the league. That's... Uh, a great start because that is absolutely the big matchup to watch. For me, though, I got to look at one of the positives for the Houston Texans, and that is the offensive line. And look, I know mm. it's not perfect, and you could break down why it's not perfect, and they're not one of the best offensive lines in the league. But you look, they're, you know, not one of the high sack teams in the NFL. They're not giving up some of the biggest pressure numbers in the NFL. The rookie, Kenyon Green, I know has had some major success to go along with Laramie Tunsil, who we mm. already knew was a good player. Uh, uh, Titus Howard, I know, has had his ups and downs, bringing Scott Questenberry, A.J. Can. Just This is part of the thing, like I said, I wanted to ask a few questions, too. I'm looking at that matchup. The Texans need to run the ball to have success, but the Titans' defensive line with Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree Danico Autry, Rashad Weaver, Tier Tart, they've been very good. I'm looking at that matchup. Can the Houston Texans offensive line do enough to allow them to, to have some success against the Titans defensive line? But with me looking at that matchup, I just wanted to ask you how that offensive line has looked this year. And if I'm off base by saying that they've had some good moments. No, the offensive line has been one of the most solid position groups that the Houston mm -hmm. Texans have had. And, you know, first and foremost, of course, to start with Laramie Tunsil, who is arguably mm -hmm. probably still this team best player. Um, You know, Laramie Tunsil, you know, there was a lot going on with this organization last year, as you know. And Laramie right. Tunsil, I guess after he recovered from his thumb injury you see i'm putting everything in air quotes yeah, 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 yeah. um you know it seems like he didn't <laughs> want to come back to this organization but now and that's one thing that i do like about the texans um bringing in lovey smith as head coach and bringing in pep hamilton um it seemed like that you know throughout this whole entire year even even as of right now with the houston texans sitting at one four and war one one four and one um it actually brought like a sense of stability and a little bit more respect to the organization. And it seemed like that actually helped Laramie Tunsil lock in a little bit more and say, look, we might not be a team that's going to go out there and win game, but due to the respect that I have for Lovey Smith, due to the respect that I have for Pep Hamilton, um, you know, I'm going to at least go out there and do my job. And Laramie, Laramie Tunsil has um, solidified himself once again as one of the best left tackles in the, in the league. And we talk a lot about the success of Damian Pierce and, and of course, you know, your running back nine times out of 10 could be just as good as your offensive line. And part of the reason why the Houston Texans run blocking has taken a giant leap forward is due to the attributes of rookie offensive lineman Keon Green. And that's part of the reason why. I was excited for the Houston Texans to draft him because in my opinion, right. when I was doing my, you know, 
pre and mid and, and post draft analysis, you know, Kenyon Green was the one offensive lineman where he was always rated as one of the highest offensive linemen, but more so in run blocking. And with him being out there on the field, um, that is basically helping Damian Pierce get to the second and third level like we have been seeing. And then you move down to, you know, the third most important offensive lineman, um, Titus Howard. Last year, he really didn't have a good year. That's because they kept moving him around. I think he played all across the offensive line except for center. This year, like I mentioned, some stability, um, better coaching. They say, you know what? Let's put him back at his natural position, which is right tackle. So because of those three guys, and of course the interior, um, it's been shaky at times, but even the interior with the addition of like AJ Can, you know, the, the interior has been pretty decent to say the least. So, you know, the offensive line has been good. And, you know, that that's one matchup that I'm looking at as well, because I do believe if the Texans offensive line can like hold their own against a, a very pretty solid defensive line that defensive line unit that you guys have. Maybe that might be enough to get this offense moving in the right direction. Yeah, it very well could be. And, and with most of the Titans games this year, it just seems whether the Titans defensive line can dominate or not is whether or not the Titans have a chance to win. Cause it's just uh, the best part of the, of their team right now. The other aspect of that, though, is the linebacker group. And that's why I am watching. If the Texans win this game, it's because Damian Pierce was able to get off like Saquon Barkley did in week one. And that led to the Titans' demise. So if the Texans are able to run the ball, that would really put them in a position to win. And I think one of the biggest factors in that, away from just the offensive line battle, is the Titans' linebackers against Damian Pierce coming downhill. The Titans are playing... Dylan Cole right now, who's really more of a special teamer, but he's a physical guy who will come downhill and hit you, even if he's not going to be able to outrun you. And then the Titans' best linebacker, David Long, he's had interceptions in recent weeks, the game winner against the Commanders. He is an undersized linebacker, but he is going to pop you in the mouth, get downhill. He jukes offensive linemen out because he can't really stack them and shed them like that. So he's just flying all over the place making plays. If they miss tackles, against Damian Pierce in the hole, and they get up into the secondary, the Texans may have something going. So that's something that I am watching for as well. Do you have any more uh, matchups that you're looking at, Cody? I don't have a matchup, but I do have a question. You know, if Ryan mm -hmm. Tannehill isn't able to play, of course that means um, Malik Willis is going to take the helm as your team starting quarterback. Um, sure. One, you know, how much confidence do you have in Malik Willis? And two, and most importantly, do you think this might be a start of a new era down there in Tennessee? <laughs> well, I'll answer this question honestly. I, I don't have much confidence that uh, Malik Willis will be able to play well. Quite honestly, hmm. he's still far away in his development. And the times that he has been on the field this year, it, it hasn't looked great. He's looked very unprepared and unready. And I know that the Titans coaching staff uh, hasn't been great on offense, but they're also a professional coaching staff who have their players prepared to play. The problems with the offensive coaching staff are play calling, situational things. So I do believe the Titans are getting Malik Willis as ready as possible. And I just don't think he's ready there. So I would worry a bit if he had to play. But one thing I would say is the game plan that the Titans would have with Malik Willis would be so incredibly different than what they would do with Ryan Tannehill in terms of the quarterback read option game, 
quarterback power, quarterback counter, using Malik Willis literally as a running back in certain situations because that's what they know he can do right now. So read options with Derrick Henry, the regular run game for the Titans, quick, easy throws and screens. Hope Malik Willis can scramble for some plays and make some electric things happen there. That would be the Titans' game plan. And I think that against this run defense, that might actually work. But I think against, you know, maybe a, a better run defense, the Titans would be truly doomed. But uh, I think there's a decent chance Malik does play in this game. And I just think that it might help the Titans in the sense of the Texans won't know what to be scouting for because the Titans have never come out with a early Jalen Hurts, early Lamar Jackson, Tim Tebow style, Boom. you know, offense. So I think it may be, it may get super interesting if the Titans roll out Malik, but I don't think it's the start of a new era. But with that being said, we are going to move into the prediction section of this jam-packed crossover Thursday between the Locked On Titans and the Locked On Texans. Before we get into our predictions, do want to just tell you guys about Simply Safe. I moved into a new house before the season started, and I needed a security system that was modern and interactive and something that I felt actually safe using. And that's why I love Simply Safe. They have 24-7 professional monitoring agents. You combine that with the cutting-edge technology that they provide. All of the cameras and all of the monitors that I ordered were easy to set up, easy to navigate. There's an app in your phone. You control everything from it, so you always have access to what you need. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I would implore you guys to check out Simply Safe on your own. And right now, you can actually customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NFL. You're also going to save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. All you have to do is visit simplysafe.com/slash locked on NFL. That's simply with an I, simply safe dot com slash locked on NFL to learn more. And remember, there is no safe like Simply Safe. Titans fans, Texans fans, we are going to cap off this crossover Thursday. With our game and score predictions, <laughs> the moment you guys have all been waiting on. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, here with Cody Davis, one of the hardest working men in show business, <laughs> covering all Houston sports. I love his Houston Rockets coverage as a big NBA head. So make sure you guys tune in to Cody on Twitter, on Locked on Texans, because he does great work. But with that being said, Time to get into our game and score predictions. And Titans fans get mad because I don't pick the Titans to win enough. But Titans fans, today is your day. I'm picking the Titans to win this game. At the end of the day, I got to say, even if Malik Willis was playing, I'm going to pick the Titans to win because I think it all has to do with the run game. However, I do think it is going to be a close game because it seems like that's the only kind of games that the Titans play. I am going to go with the Titans winning 16 to 7. That's 16 to 7 is going to be my prediction for the game. Low scoring. It's going to be ugly, but I think the Titans defense is so on fire right now. 
that I, I don't see Houston scoring a ton of points, even if I also don't see the Titans scoring a ton of points either, because that's just not what they do anymore. So yeah, 16 to seven Titans win. That's, that's my prediction. Take the under people. Take <laughs> the under. Uh, well, you know, I hate predictions and right. I'm going to just come out and say it. I have the Tennessee Titans winning this game, but I'm kind of conflicted on the score. Cause I want to say that the Titans will win 17 to 10, but I would not be yeah. surprised if the Titans win 17 to three. And I say that because, yeah, you know, like, like I just mentioned in the first segment, there's so much place on the shoulders of Damian Pierce, which is a good thing. Damian Pierce has really helped He's good. this organization <laughs> move the ball. I mean, I truly right. do believe, and you know, I hate to see the injury that took place early on, um, early on this week, um, with um, um, the running back in New 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 uh, Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah Brees yeah, Hall, yeah, Brees Jets. Hall. Yeah, you know, I hate to see the injury that took place um, with Brees Hall because it seemed like him and Damian Pierce is going to like battle each other out for offensive rookie right. of the year, but. Even if he was still healthy, I will say that Damian Pierce should definitely get the helm for offensive rookie of the year just because he has so much place on his shoulders. However, right. I don't see the Houston Texans having that much success on the offensive side of the ball because Nico Collins, who has been his team best wide receiver, he's not going to be there. Then we have this big question mark with Brandon Cooks. If Brandon Cooks isn't there, you know, that is going to make this wide receiving core basically, you know, Nothing. And even if Brandon Cuss right. is there, now you got to take a look at the mindset of things. You know, is he going to give it 100%? Is he out there just so he won't get fined? You know, it's so much going on on that offensive side of the ball with the wide receiving core to the point where if the Texans, well, if Tennessee defense finally get things going where they have an opportunity to stop the run, I don't see the Houston Texans um, making that making too many plays at all on the offensive side of the ball. So I have Tennessee winning, you know, best case scenario, I could see 17-10. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I'm generally in that ballpark with you with my score as well. It's going to be a low-scoring effort, and I think the Texans may even be able to score off like a Titans turnover. And that may be, you know, because I think the Titans defense is just really dialed in right now, the fourth best run defense in the NFL. And with the wide receiver issues you mentioned, I think mm -hmm. it makes it easier for the Titans to just kind of gang up on the run. But we will see. Well, just a little bit of a recap for you. The biggest storyline for the Titans here in this game is clearly the health of Ryan Tannehill. Will Tannehill, even though banged up, be able to go out there and compete against the Texans? Or will the Titans ultimately have to turn to the rookie quarterback, Malik Willis, and see if they can run an altered game plan that's heavy run to try, which the Titans would be heavy run anyway, but even more heavy run than that to try to pull off this win in Houston. Uh, Cody, your biggest storyline for the Texans? Um, once again, who's going to step up on the wide receiving core? As a matter of fact, on Wednesday, when we had an opportunity to talk to both Lovey Smith and Davis Mills, both of them raved about um, Philip Dorsett. I think Philip Dorsett has been a decent addition to this team since he signed in December. However, when you're talking about replacing the talents of Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, I don't think Philip Dorsett is going to be enough. Right, right. That makes complete sense. And then, of course, looking at the matchups in this game, obviously, Derrick Henry with his average over 200 yards in the last three matchups oh, with the Lord. Texans and the Texans' <laughs> poor run defense. The, 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 the Texans' run defense against Derrick Henry 
has to be the number one thing you're looking for. I also mentioned the Titans linebackers trying to take down Damian Pierce, David Long, Dylan Cole, maybe Zach Cunningham, a former Texan. He returned to practice after missing a few games. Maybe of he'll course. be involved in there as well. The, the linebackers of the Titans, can they tackle Damian Pierce and keep him from breaking off big runs? And then the matchups that you were looking at? Once again, Derrick Henry versus this run defense. And with the over the last two years, the Texans run defense has not improved so far this season. It has given up an average of 164 yards on the ground. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it is kind of a perfect matchup for Henry to keep that <laughs> average going. No lie. And then just don't give up over 200 <laughs> again. Oh my right, gosh. Right. Hey, Titans fans will take 199. But with uh <laughs> with my prediction. Uh, I got the Titans winning this game 16-7. to Cody, your prediction for the game? I have the Tennessee Titans either 17-10 or 17-3. Yeah, if things, if things really go crazy, 17-3. I, I could see both scores either way. Low scoring could end up being very close, as the Titans and Texans always seem to be. But that's going to do it for us on a crossover Thursday edition uh, of the Locked On Titans and Locked On Texans podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans. That's Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And tune in to uh, each show for a game preview coming tomorrow. That'll be very important to listen to as well. But thank you guys all so much for tuning in and enjoy the game. <laughs>